0: Okay, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, uh, welcome to Free Association, uh, this is a early morning show for me on a Monday, it's just after 7 o'clock in Newcastle in the UK and all I'm doing this morning is having a look on YouTube and BitChute to see if I can pick out some clips, if anybody comes in we'll have a conversation and then later on, I might finish off with some music, but uh, I'll have to take the music off if I post the show. So it'll be at the end if if I decide to do it, just so it's easier to take it out. All right, so it's Monday, the 4th of July, 2022. And this is Free Association. My name's Dennis and I'm uh, just gonna have a look and see if there's anything worth playing on Bitshoot at the moment. Usually there is. But I'm not going to make any guarantees. Somebody's posting all episodes of Tagus which I find interesting because I loved to tag it. Back in the day, it's very, very good show. Very good show. Let's play a little bit of this. This is a thing called, an episode called Evil Eye. Let's see how it starts. Just play the first couple of minutes. when it decides to play. I see danger. I see some very
1: dangerous people. You must take great care. They're far away at the moment. Not in your life yet. But they are.
0: Okay, let's do it. Now, you.
1: Get a Bob to take your stuff out of the window?
0: said in set in Glasgow but that was a, a, a jewellery robbery, a jewellery shop robbery in Shepherd's Bush by the looks of it. They placed it with Shepherd's Bush Underground so it looks like it's a, a gang that's um, moving up to Edinburgh for some reason. I don't know what the rest of the story is going to be like but uh, it's always worth watching Taggart. Very, very good show back in the day. Anyway, moving swiftly on, let's have a look at the rest of the entertainment section. Now we've got somebody's posted Spider Man No Way Home, which is a good show a good it's a good movie. So I'm a bit I'm a bit fifty um, fifty on the metaverse and and all of that but as a as a concept it's pretty good. Depends how the implementation works. So really we're talking about the astral level. Astral plane, that's what we're talking about, and shamanic journeying with all the Marvel movies, it's all about shamanic journeys and demigods. So, we're talking about Greek mythology reframed as Marvel, that's what we're talking about. really. so some Black Adder, some Wonder Woman, some Barney Miller. Some Westworld, some Piggy Blinders, more Uh, Taggart. X-Files, Twilight Zone as well. Uh, we've got an Adventure in time, in Space and Time, 12 Years a Slave, Beautiful Mind, some Star Trek Next Generation, uh, some Looney Tunes from 1945, more targets. Some Star Trek Voyager. More Piggy Blinders. Supernatural. Somebody's posting episodes of Supernatural now as well. More Piggy Blinders. More Barney Miller. More tires, right? So, we're covering, I'm covering quite a lot of days there. So, let's have a look at the, the news and politics category on here. And it being early morning, my neighbors are running water. I don't know whether you can hear that upstairs, but uh. My upstairs neighbour's awake. I probably will be running a bath shortly. He's uh, a little bit of Vernon Coleman to start us off. Took me a while to find, but uh, he's on air. The Great Betrayal, this is called. I like Vernon Coleman.
1: It's July 2022 and this is video number 312. That is 312 videos since march 2020 all my early videos were banned and were permanently deleted by youtube's truth deniers though the transcripts of all of them remain on my websites in this video number 312 i've got a true scary story to tell you which i believe illustrates everything that's wrong with medicine freedom and our society today it's a story which illustrates frighteningly well how I believe that our system is broken and how it seems to me that the establishment cares only about protecting the lies of the conspirators and never about protecting the truth or the rights of individuals or the needs of patients. There is, at the moment, a level of corruption, unthinking compliance and woeful ignorance that would have been unimaginable a few years ago. Of course, at the highest levels, nothing that's happening is happening by accident. The conspirators who are controlling our lives are acting maliciously selfishly and wickedly they know what they're doing we all know who the conspirators are the Bilderbergers Rothschilds Rockefellers the World Economic Forum a bunch of relentlessly cruel billionaires and a variety of ruthless power hungry organizations but it is the willingness indeed enthusiasm of corrupt organizations such as Google, YouTube, Wikipedia and broadcasters such as the BBC to comply and to suppress the truth which enables the conspirators to succeed. It is newspapers such as The Guardian, which used to have good reputations, but which which are, like the BBC, now linked to Bill Gates, the man whose polio vaccination program is now believed to be responsible for outbreaks of polio around the world including in the uk which must eventually take responsibility for leading us into a world where freedom itself will be a forbidden concept a world of social credits and the great reset and it is the way that the medical established establishment is now enthralled to the pharmaceutical industry the most thoroughly evil industry in world history worse even than the arms industry and much more relentlessly lethal than the tobacco industry, which is truly shocking. It's the medical establishment, including trade unions such as the British Medical Association, scores of medical journals and statutory bodies such as the JCVI and the MHRA, which exist, in theory at least, to protect the public, which appear to have sold the truth to the highest bidder and sold our future to an industry and a bunch of evil conspirators. In my first book, The Medicine Men, which was published back in 1975, I pointed out that a profession which takes orders from a trade can no longer call itself a profession. What I saw then was that the medical profession was pretty well owned by the drug industry and that members of the medical profession had become little more than agents, salesmen and pushers for the industry. They'd sold their virtue for a handful of free pens, a few luncheons and an easy life. It's their ready obedience which has enabled the drug industry to kill and maim without compunction and without hindrance. On the 4th of December last year, 2021, I made a video about Dr Mohammed Adel, a brave surgeon who'd spoken out about the Covid hoax early in 2020 and had, for his honesty, been rewarded by having his licence to practice medicine withdrawn. There were, apparently, four online complaints lodged with the GMC in April 2020, but, as far as I know, the GMC hasn't produced any of these complainants and nor has it named them. So, although they could be well-meaning citizens, they could, for all I know, be members of the 77th Brigade, employees of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation or their financial partner, the BBC, or the usual jolly trolls who smother the internet with abuse. Like many doctors who've had their licences removed for daring to speak out against the establishment view, Dr. Adil had to have a mental state examination, the sort of thing that was popular in the Soviet Union, when anyone dared to question the state's view on anything. If you disagree with the state, you must, by definition, their definition, be completely and dangerously barking. A panel of two consultant psychiatrists and a clinical psychologist couldn't find anything wrong and decided that Dr. Adil was sane, despite what the establishment clearly regarded as his curious affection for the truth. Early in 2020, there was good news when it looked as though Dr. Adil was going to get his licence back. He and I were cheered, but it wasn't to be because there were so many conditions on him working, and so Dr. Adil had to live on in hope. In June, Just a few days ago, a tribunal of three people decided that Dr. Adil's license should be suspended again for another six months. The tribunal which made this decision was set up by the Medical Practitioner Tribunal Service, MPTS, which is accountable to the General Medical Council and the UK Parliament. The GMC, by the way, is a charity set up to monitor doctors and protect patients. I've argued for years that the GMC's absurdly bureaucratic interventions are responsible, for example, for doctors retiring early and for the deaths of thousands. Indeed, I would argue quite seriously that the GMC is responsible for more deaths than Covid and all the terrorists who have been active in the UK during the last 50 years. If the GMC would like to debate this with me live on television, I'll be happy to embarrass them in public but they won't, because they'll lose. Meanwhile, the GMC staff and all the tribunal members might like to educate themselves by looking at the videos still available on vernoncoleman.org. If they don't want to watch videos, they can read the transcripts. Each of the people sitting on the tribunal receives a fee of £310 a day, but the chairman receives £500 a day. There are 300 people available for the tribunals, Dr. Adil's hearing started on the 13th of June 2022 and ended on the 29th of June 2022. And I somehow managed to get hold of all the relevant paperwork. It fell off the back of a lorry and straight onto my desk. To say that I was outraged by what has happened would be a dramatic understatement. I think you will be outraged too. In order to have his suspension lifted so that he can go back to work, Dr. Adil's not made any more statements about Covid since he was suspended. He's done two appraisals, he's been on courses, he's submitted a pile of references and I believe he's so far attended online hearings six times. So who sat in judgement on Dr. Adil? Who decided to take away his licence for another six months? Well, there always has to be a doctor on the panel, that's the rule, and the doctor this time was someone called doctor Ranjana Ranil, who's a former genito urinary consultant. Then there's a there was a Ms. Maragrie Aure who works as a legal manager for the Crown Prosecution Service, So obviously has no links with the government or the establishment. I believe she may be on LinkedIn, but I couldn't look at her entry because that's one of the many social media sites from which I'm banned. They won't even let me go on and have a look. But it was the chairman who interested me most. The chairman of Dr. Adil's tribunal was a man called Damien Cooper, who is legally qualified and a former NHS pharmacist is also a former regulatory pharmacist for Zeneca Pharma UK, of which you may have heard, and a former pharmacist at the Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Authority, of which you may have also heard. Now the MTPS obviously didn't think this was a conflict of interest, but I have a hunch that if you picked a thousand people at random and asked them if they thought it was a conflict of interest to have someone with links, even past links, to the NHRA, that's the organization which accepted 980,000 pounds from vaccine enthusiast Bill Gates for its collaboration. And someone linked to a drug company, whether in the past or not, called Zeneca to sit in judgment on a doctor accused of not sticking to the government's lies about COVID-19. You'd probably find that about 999 of them would regard it as a conflict of interest. Damian Cooper is something of a renaissance man. He's listed by the MPTS As an independent commercial lawyer and a director of Damian Cooper Associates, he is or was senior legal advisor at Bupa UK Insurance, former commercial partner at DWF LLP, former legal manager at Bupa UK, former solicitor at Adelshaw Goddard LLP, former regulatory pharmacist at Zeneca Pharma UK, I mentioned that, former pharmacist for the NHS Department of Health, and Medicines and Healthcare Products Regulatory Authority, sorry, I mentioned that one before, and member of the Law Society and the Royal Pharmaceutical Society, sorry. And there was, of course, a prosecutor. The lawyer prosecuting Dr. Adil was called Robin Kitching, who himself claims that his most notable legal case had something to do with a Dog and the Dangerous Dogs Act. Mr. Kitching apparently does quite a bit of prosecution work on fitness to practice cases, presented on behalf of the GMC before tribunals. Now what Mr. Kitching had to say was interesting in its way. He began by saying that Dr. Adil, he called him Mr. Adil throughout, and I suspect that wasn't entirely a nod to the fact that Dr. Adil is a surgeon. He said that Dr. Adil does not pose a risk to patient safety, that's what he said. Open quotes, Mr. Adil does not pose a risk to patient safety, close quotes. And Dr. Adil himself pointed out that he'd provided over 30 years of faultless service to patients with no complaints. There aren't many doctors who can say that, especially surgeons. So why was Dr. Adil still still suspended if he didn't pose a risk to patient safety? It's a Bit of a puzzle. What did surprise me was that Mr Kitching did not mention, as far as I could see, the Human Rights Act, Article 10 of which protects our right to hold an opinion and to express that opinion without government interference through writing or media appearances. I've quoted this often in the past because it's the article of the Human Rights Act which allows us freedom of expression and the UK government signed up to it, though you'd never guess in the past at least one judge has i believe expressed the view that any tribunal and or the gmc should ask itself whether or not a doctor's rights were being trampled on if they were punished for expressing their views in dr adil's case the dr adil's case the human rights act seems to to me have been ignored i'm no lawyer thank heavens but why was that does the human rights act not apply anymore Did the GMC leave the human race? Is there a problem with the Human Rights Act and doctors? Or doctors of Pakistani origin? Are we seeing racism here? I just ask questions. I don't honestly expect any answers. So, why did Mr Kitching, the fearless prosecutor, want Dr Adil suspended from practice? Well, he seems to be still concentrating on what Dr Adil had said over two years ago. The words used by the tribunal included the phrase, scaremongering conspiracy theories, which of course are the sort of thing, the sort of words one might expect, expect from the conspirators themselves and their collaborating media friends. Maybe to scaremonger has been redefined as to tell the truth. Mr. Kitching submitted, and I'm quoting, that Mr. Adil had made a calculated attempt to undermine both government uh, efforts to control the spread of the coronavirus and the vaccine program in development, wrapped up in a cloak of medical science and respectability. Mr. Kitching noted that the, the GMC position was that Mr. Adil's misconduct fell short of being fundamentally incompatible with being a doctor and therefore it did not consider erasure to be appropriate sanction. That was the GMC's position. The sanction on, doc, on which Dr. Adil was on Dr. Adil was apparently imposed because the GMC exists to promote and protect the safety of the public and to promote and maintain public confidence in the medical profession. The tribunal admitted, however, that there was no risk to patient safety in this case. So was this a punishment of a respected doctor who spoke out? Was it a warning to others? Whatever the reasoning might have been, I think they got it badly wrong, for there are many things that I suspect that the tribunal and the lawyer didn't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I suspect they didn't. Here are just a few. I hope they will all take note and look at what they did. I can, of course, prove all these statements anyone who describes any of these following statements as scaremongering will find themselves on the nasty end of a lawyer actually all ends of a lawyer are nasty but you know what i mean so here we go first in march 2020 the uk government's own advisors officially downgraded covid to the level of the flu the evidence is on my website COVID-19 was not a plague. It was and is no more than an over-promoted version of the flu. This fact is rather proved by the fact that the flu disappeared in 2020 and was not seen. There was no pandemic. That is the official position on COVID. There was no pandemic because there couldn't have been. The evidence shows it. COVID was no more deadly than the flu. As I pointed out in my first video, the coronavirus hoax, in March 2020, up to 650,000 people can die in an annual six-month flu season. That's a WHO figure, by the way. Second, there is massive confusion among doctors about the PCR test, either through unforgivable malice or unforgivable ignorance. Journalists, politicians and doctors assume that anyone with a positive PCR test, as COVID-19, but the PCR test is utterly unreliable, and for that reason the test has officially been withdrawn in the United States some time ago. My video entitled, This Needs to be Stopped Now, which was dated the 20th of May this year, contains quotes from just a few of the scientific papers showing that the PCR test has killed people and is utterly pointless. Third, the death totals in the UK during 2020 and 2021 were average. Lots of doctors think that there were many extra deaths during those years. If they bothered to look at the official statistics, they would see that those were average years for deaths. There was no epidemic or pandemic. The same is true of other countries. Again, take a look at my website and videos for the figures Fourth, the number of alleged deaths was massively increased by counting as deaths people who died with COVID instead of dying of COVID. If you were knocked down by a bus and then tested post-positive for COVID and died within 60 days, then you officially died of COVID. That was a clumsy fraud. And if a cheap con man tried a trick like that, he'd be locked up. Fifth, the lockdowns were never useful or necessary. In May 2020, I warned that the lockdowns would kill far more people than COVID. The GMC would now find it difficult to find a sane, independent doctor to disagree with that claim. Sixth, in early 2020, the medical advisors in the UK and the United States agreed that masks were dangerous and useless and that those who wore them were virtue signaling. They were right, of course. I can provide scores of scientific papers proving the danger of the public wearing masks. Seventh, thousands of elderly patients were killed in care homes by egregious medical practices which should now concern the GMC. The GMC has ignored those deaths. Eighth, The closure of hospital departments was entirely unnecessary. The long waiting lists for tests and treatments will result in millions of unnecessary deaths in the UK alone. The GMC is doing nothing about the errors, whether through ignorance or malice, which will result in those extra deaths from cancer, heart disease and so on. It seems relevant to add here that the Tribunal noted, and I'm quoting, that Mr. Adil was a competent surgeon, whose skills would undoubtedly be of use to the NHS at a time when it was dealing with a significant backlog of patients needing surgery, close quotes. I could go on, but I think the point is made, the GMC's case against Dr. Adil was built on media lies, government fraud and malicious nonsense. Those doctors who spoke out against the fraud were telling the truth. The medical establishment has proved itself to be either woefully ignorant or just plain corrupt. There are, you will be surprised to hear, 300,000 doctors registered in the UK, which rather leads to a thought how can anyone say there's a shortage? Of those 3,000, I would guess that less than 100 have had the courage or the knowledge to speak out against the lies being told about COVID. So, If the GMC and its tribunals really want to protect patients, rather than protect the pharmaceutical industry and the government, there are 299,900 doctors in the UK who are either clinically insane or completely dishonest. Those are the doctors the GMC should be targeting. None of the doctors who supported the official line on COVID is fit to practice. As I have been saying for over 18 months, the doctors who gave COVID-19 jabs, which they should have known don't work but are dangerous, should be struck off the medical register for life and they should be arrested for assault. Those doctors have been criminally negligent for maintaining a lie and profiting by giving a deadly injection. I should point out, incidentally, that Dr. Adil was not paid to speak out about COVID any more than I've ever been. A lot of doctors made a lot of money out of giving all those COVID jabs.
0: Right, that's enough of Vernon Coleman. It goes on for about another 10 minutes. But uh, I think 20 minutes of him's enough, I think. And he's he's made his point. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up at that point, uh, simply because it's 7.30 and I want to get a cup of coffee sorted out. So I'm going to go over to the railway station and have a cup of coffee there, I think, or maybe uh, 8 o'clock that will open. Or maybe go to uh, Weatherspoons and have a coffee there, haven't made my mind up yet, but either way there will be coffee involved.